Hello, ladies and gents, and thank you for listening to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. I want to greatly appreciate y'all for listening. If you haven't already, let's go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you can, leave us a review. It is the best way for other people that are looking for gun content or gun-related content on any sort of podcast platform that you may be listening to help find us. Uh, Also, if you haven't already, go ahead and check out our social media on Facebook. We are 2A Lifestyle. That is to the number two a lifestyle and on instagram we are two spelled out t-w-o-a lifestyle and we also have a patreon if you greatly uh like what we do here uh or if you just like it you don't have to greatly like it you can just fucking like us uh i would greatly appreciate you if you would go ahead and check out our patreon any little bit helps if you haven't noticed uh this audio should be a little bit better. I upgraded our mic from our last one that we had. Uh, And the last mic we had was just kind of a quick replacement just because uh, our previous mic uh, was damaged in a thunderstorm that we had here. And by the way, I fucking finally survived uh, Hurricane Sally. Uh, So, uh, you know, if you are affected by that storm, uh, it, you know, wasn't that bad. Some of my friends down on the Gulf Coast said it was a little worse uh, down there than it was up here, uh, about two and a half, three hours away from the coast. So, uh, Hurricane Sally, fuck off. She's gone. She's out of here, Quisha. And uh, so, but yeah, check out our uh, Patreon. Uh, anything you guys give us, even if it's just a dollar a month, it greatly helps this podcast. It helps us buy better equipment so we can give you guys a better quality podcast. Uh, fucking, if I ever get a chance, I'm going to go in, start making some good quality videos and putting them on YouTube and our social media. So be looking out for those. Uh, also, it's going to help us do things like going to SHOT Show this year. I went ahead and pre-registered for SHOT Show. So hopefully we'll be going out there and giving you guys some great content of what's being released out there. So be looking for that. So anything you guys give to us on Patreon, it is a great benefit to us. Uh, also go ahead and check out our website. We have the number 2A. That's 2A Lifestyle com. We are putting articles out there in regards to shit that's going on in the gun industry, shit that's going on in the firearms community, uh, or just what's going on in the news that can affect the firearms community. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, and with that, let's go on and get into this episode. It is a very interesting episode, I promise. I am actually very excited uh, to do this one. Uh, and I feel that this is going to be a great benefit to you, the listeners. So check out and let's go ahead and start getting into this show. Well, we're going to be talking about self-defense insurance, as I talked about in our previous podcast episode. But, of course, there's some stuff that's going around in the gun community and firearms industry that I just felt like we probably need to talk about. So that is actually what we're going to be talking about first before we start getting into the meat and potatoes of the self-defense insurance that I'm going to be talking about. Uh, First story I'm going to be talking about, and I just thought this was interesting, just kind of want to throw this out here, especially since there's so many first-time gun buyers out there, uh, and I'm sure everybody knows somebody that purchased their first handgun. So I want to throw this into the uh, new, the main sections. That way you can maybe look it up and uh, talk to these people uh, or give them some sort of 
guidance uh, if you don't have the time. This comes to us from guns.com and it was published on the 17th and basically it states new book for newbie gun owners. So basically this is just uh, a book that has to do about firearms ownership. Uh, this is uh, a book written by a Air Force veteran and he's also a TV personality and he was the former owner of a Acadiana, I guess a Cadiana, I don't know, uh, Gunworks. So it is basically just a complete beginner guys to firearms ownership. Uh, it's looking, you know, talks about safety, uh, basic stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. Check it out. If you have somebody that is a first time gun buyer out there and they're asking you questions, maybe you don't have the time or you know, honestly, uh, being an instructor, uh, and I was actually, you know, got my degree uh, in secondary education, which is basically, you know, uh, kind of high school, college level education. You know, adult education is a very odd thing. You know, uh, not everybody it learns the same way. So uh, that's something that you know you may be talking and trying to uh, teach somebody that is a new gun owner the basics of firearms ownership and handling and safety and things like that and it just might not be getting to them just because you know your style of learning is different their style of learning and or you know it might not be crossing over so that's a, a good thing out there uh, this next story comes to us from Milan uh, and the title is is Mike or Max Michael or Michelle Michelle the first uh, carry optics division shooter to take the overall champion. Now, I thought this was interesting just because, you know, on this podcast, we've talked numerous times before about uh, the importance of the shooting sports. And if you haven't already, check out a local match in your area, either USPSA, IDPA, whatever it is. And it's just a great way to hone your shooting skills. It's a great way to make sure that you are a better shooter. Uh, so that's you know why we're always trying to have people get into the shooting sports. Always trying to uh, you know connect like-minded people together, things like that nature. Uh, and what's you know cool about it is uh, you know the this carry optics. It's fairly new. Uh, you know the uh, open division has always kind of been like the uh, work. You know I don't want to say the rate the workhorse, but it's like the fucking powerhouse you know that's what you see all the the big time shooters doing uh is work you know shooting an open and things of that nature so uh that is the reason why uh, that you know this is kind of a big deal so i uh, just wanted to throw that little tidbit out there check it out again check out your local shooting matches that's something i'm always going to recommend people doing going into our next story it's going to be coming from the firearms blog and we always like to point out uh, good shit that companies are doing here on the podcast. And Nosler uh, has, you know, expanded their partnership with Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Now, the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation uh, is a hunting, um, you know, organization, kind of like uh, something similar that we have here is like Buckmasters or uh, the National Wildlife Turkey Foundation, stuff like that. Uh, this is mainly obviously geared, geared more towards elk, uh, and Nosler is a ammunition company, uh, which they need to be putting more fucking time into fucking making more ammunition, as we know, with all the ammunition shortages that are going on, but they're expanding a range of products to support the Rocky Mountain Elk, elk Foundation. To include uh, trophy grade 6.5 Creed, more, uh, you know, some trophy grade 308s, uh, just different kinds of, uh, you know, full, you know, 
made ammunition, but they're also expanding their bullet line because they also make bullets for reloading and things of that nature. So uh, that's cool. Nosler's doing that. Next story also comes to us from the firearms blog, uh, and this is also rewarding a good you know thing that a company in the firearms industry is doing. Uh, this was published today, uh, and it's title is Boyd's Gunstocks awarded for supporting people with disabilities. Now Boyd's Gunstocks obviously is a gunstock company. Uh, they've been around for a while, for about four decades, and uh, they're based out of South Dakota uh, and they specialize in aftermark rifle and shotgun stocks. But basically uh, they have been awarded uh, a, this uh, you know, award for uh, helping people with disabilities. Uh, you know, it is coming from the South Dakota Board of Vocational Rehabilitation Board uh, of the Service to the Blind and Visually Impaired and the Statewide Independent Living Council. Uh, so good on Boyd Gunstocks for doing that. That's Like I said, we always want to point out good shit that's going on in the firearms industry, especially with you know the shooting that occurred in Los Angeles, and that's something we're talking about uh, later, and uh, by a presidential nominee from the Democratic Party. Joe Biden has jumped on it and said that we need to get rid of assault weapons, even though an assault weapon wasn't used. But uh, going into the next story, uh, this is going to coming to us from Ameland, and it is Michelle Viscusi. Uh, she is introduced as Galco's, uh, which is a brand company, which we'll be talking about later in our product news and reviews, uh, as the newest brand ambassador. Now, Michelle. Uh, she looks like a gun bunny. I'll tell you that. She is very physically attractive, but she is no gun bunny. She can actually fucking run her gun uh, and not just run uh, a bikini page. Uh, she is actually very good shooter. Uh, she does kind of post, I would, I would say, maybe kind of thirst trap uh, kind of photos on her social media, but she is anything but far from it. She is a bona fide shooter. So I'm not going to, you know, down her for, you know, using what the good Lord gave her <laughs> to, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if I can look good, I guess you could say. But anyway, uh, she is now become a Galco uh, brand ambassador. She's been shooting well, with Team Glock since 2013. And I'm sure that Galco and Glock picked her up because she is a very attractive female. But again, she is one hell of a shooter. Uh, so not going to really down her for that. But, you know, that's just a, a new brand ambassador for Galco. And the last kind of feel-good story I have before we start getting into some news that is going on uh, is Jay Pierce Shields joins Farms Policy Coalition as its National Director of Advancement. Now, I'm telling you, uh, we've talked about it several times here on the podcast, and we'll be talking about it a little bit more later. Uh, you know, the NRA is kind of in shambles. Uh, it has been a fucking dumpster fire before 2020 even started. Um, so, you know, other Second Amendment advocacy groups, uh, they have been kind of picking up the slack and growing themselves to kind of take the position of the NRA uh, where they have been. And uh, Farms Policy Coalition has really done so and they've been kicking ass they've added a lot of great personnel to their organization uh, and this is just another great uh, addition to their team uh, that's going to help the farms policy coalition get even bigger uh, she had actually served with the nra before as the assistant director of planned giving uh, 
but now she works for the FPC. So I'm glad to see that the FPC is picking up some good people uh, from the NRA that are kind of leaving the NRA since it is a huge dumpster fire. Uh, and I cannot wait to see what the FPC does in the future in regards to advocating our Second Amendment rights. All right, now let's start getting into some of the shit show stories. Uh, this one comes to us from the Farms blog, and it is titled, Bump Stock Ban Voided Will Be Reheard in the 10th Circuit. Now, we have talked previously about this, uh, which is bump stocks. Uh, bump stocks, they were held up as the sacrificial lamb after the Las Vegas shootings, uh, and the ATF, even after making opinion saying it is not a machine gun, was pressured by our current administration uh, in the federal government to take another look at bump stocks and to see if they are, a, in fact, a machine gun, which if you look at the legal definition of a machine gun according to the National Farms Act, it is not. But the new Civil Liberties Alliance, uh, which is, you know, a obviously a civil liberties organization, it's kind of like the ACLU, but it's different. Um, it is a uh, teamed up with a Utah gun rights advocate, uh, and they are being heard in Colorado, which is the Tenth Circuit, to take a look at bump stocks again. So we shall see if bump stocks will be put back on the menu without having to get a tax stamp uh, it would be very interesting uh, next thing uh, comes to us also from the firearms blog and it also comes to us from tactical life it is going to be two different stories uh, and basically it has to do with uh, Trijicon and Holosun settling the lawsuit that they had against uh, well Trijicon had against Holosun uh, basically Trijicon was saying that it had infringed on its patent for an optical site and uh, Holosun basically said get fucked because it's a Chinese company. I mean, they make great sites. I'll say this, you know, Holosun is a great company. I would rather have had a Holosun site on my Glock 43X MOS that I got a couple weeks ago. But they are few and far between to be found, so I end up getting me a Romeo Zero. Uh, and, you know, it's a good, you know, Romeo Zero is a good site, but I'd rather have had a Holosun based off of durability and reviews and features and things of that nature but I basically wanted a sight on my gun right then and there so I ended up just going what was what was available uh, which was a Romeo Zero uh, to me so but anyway uh, they ended up settling their case and basically what it states is uh, that the recent filing with the US International Trade Commission by Trijicon against Holosun Technologies Inc on reflex optic sight designs has been settled. Uh, Trijicon successfully defended its intellectual property around reflex sight features and technology. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of got mixed feelings about this because uh, Trijicon, you know, if they, you know, if if they put in the work and actually did what needed to be done in reference to innovation and coming out with good stuff and you know, kind of making it affordable to everyone because you know for the longest time Trijicon was kind of like the only optic uh, company out there for people to choose from and the shit was expensive you know and you can say flex on the pores or whatever you want all fucking day but you know it's still for uh, shit to trickle down to the market and now we have all these amazing things uh, 
that are made out there like uh you know optic ready holsters from major holster companies like uh safari land and then of course you know uh tons of you know i was looking for a 43x holster and every holster that i was looking at you know had the option for red dot sight mount you know when kydex first started becoming huge and all these kydex companies started being popped up everywhere uh you know that wasn't an option for every holster company uh you know so the fact that trijicon you know they really don't release innovative products i mean we talked before about their new site that they released on the last episode and basically it's just a mini rmr with its own unique mounting system uh which is fucking stupid because now you have all these companies uh you know and that's something else that i think we should just stick with one fucking mountain system and that should be it you know i just like i say with uh whole with new farms that are coming out if it is not uh doesn't have optic cut already on it and if it's not doesn't come with suppressor height sights and a threaded barrel that company is wrong because with the optics that are out now everybody's getting optics uh there's classes being offered i'm you know looking at taking a class uh to get more familiar with shooting with red dot sights because i'm just this year is something that i'm that's the first time this year is i'm really getting into shooting with red dot sights uh i got a uh uh, old Trijicon uh, Type 2, and I got that Romeo Zero on my 43. You know, uh, I'm trying to train myself uh, when I do firearms instruction with people starting to come in with these red dots uh, that I can be able to better instruct them. Uh, and, you know, with Trijicon doing this, you know, I, I didn't really get into the nuts and bolts of the patent and all that kind of shit of what they're saying Hallson actually stole you know intellectual property from them but uh, if you do this you are limiting the ability of industry to a come with a standard pattern like you know every uh, farm that has rails it is the most likely the common Picatinny rail the what I think it's the M1903 or M1911, whatever the specific specific name of it is. Um, you know, if, if there every company had their own proprietary rail, then you would have you know all these you know holsters, all these lights, all these farms accessories that use rails. Uh, they're going to have to either have you know a fuck ton of adapters which is going to make the entry price to that farm accessory a lot higher or you're going to have to spend like $300 for a Surefire X300 and then you're going to have to spend probably another uh let's say 50 to $80 on a rail adapter which is what we're seeing with the uh, Trijicon new site that they have you know CNH is now just offering a mounting plate uh for that and it's costing like you know close to a hundred dollars so you're spending you know five or six hundred dollars on a new optic then you're spending another hundred dollars on a, on a mounting plate you know and I'm just I'm all for free market uh, but that is not how you went over the free market in my opinion uh, so you know and that, that's a huge reason besides just uh, gen 3 glocks being on the you know the only Glock approved handgun on the California pistol list. It is a huge aftermarket for like poly 80 handguns uh, and things of that nature. And there's, you know, all kinds of brands that are coming up their own version of poly 80 frames for Glock handguns. 
just you know open market kind of stuff and that's what I like to see um, but you know if Trijicon is going to do this kind of shit it's not going to be too great for you as the consumer uh, because Hollow Sun is a humongous company it is a great company even though it is Chinese company it is a great company for optics uh, you know they make some co cool great stuff and uh, you know I hope Hollow Sun can come past this and they'll have to find a way to come around this intellectual um, intrusion on Trijicon but that's what we got going on uh, anyway, going on to the next story. Uh, next story comes to us from Inland, uh, and basically, this is important because the election is just around the corner, and I cannot fucking wait until the first debate because I think it is going to be more entertaining than some of the best college football games going on this fall. But Bloomberg drops $100 million uh, of his own money for Florida elections. Now, it, the title of it is Bloomberg Drops $100 Million of Self-Change for Florida Gun Control. But, you know, it basically what it is is Bloomberg is spending $100 million of his own money to uh, uh, kind of help the Joe Biden get elected, uh, you know, or at least get the electoral votes of Florida, which Florida is, you know, obviously a humongous electoral state. Uh, it is full of Latinos. You've, I'm sure you've seen that stupid ass fucking video of Biden coming out uh, and playing Despacio on his fucking phone at a uh, Latino event in Florida. It's fucking retarded. Uh, but he is spending $100 million uh, in Florida for the presidential election. Now, Bloomberg is obviously like the chief of gun control. Uh, and the fact that he is wanting Biden elected is not only saying something, you know, in reference to just Democrats, you know, being the traditional party of gun control, but also towards Joe Biden. Joe Biden himself, uh, you know, I was talking earlier, but let's go ahead and say it, uh, talk, go into it a little bit more. Uh, earlier, uh, two L.A. Sheriff's Department deputies uh, were ambushed in Compton by a, a piece of shit who just walked up on him and shot two deputies in the face and upper torso. And fucking good on those deputies. You know, and that's whether you like the police or not. Just so you know, I am a fucking cop. So, uh, you know, if you listen to this and you don't like the police, hopefully you like what I'm saying and you can maybe have a better view towards police officers because that's a, a big reason why I started this podcast and started to a lifestyle altogether. Um, but, you know, they stayed in the fight. The one deputy put a tourniquet on the other. Uh, she ended up, you know, giving radio traffic, keeping her head on a swivel, making sure no other people uh, were going to come attack them because there was numerous other people in the community that were cheering them on and, and you know, acted like it was, you know, some sort of fucking, you know, drunken bar brawl instead of uh, two people potentially dying right there. Uh, and, you know, good on them. But Joe Biden uh, jumped on that right away and said, this is why we need to ban high-capacity magazines and weapons of war, you know, quote-unquote assault weapons and you know, all this kind of bullshit. But, you know, those two deputies, they were shot with a fucking handgun. Uh, so it's... You can use, you know, blame that on Joe Biden's, uh, senile, you know, senileness or senality or however you want to say it. Um, but he is obviously no friend to the Second Amendment. And Kamala Harris, who is his vice presidential candidate, who I truly 
wholeheartedly believe uh, that if Joe Biden gets elected, he is not going to even finish out his first term and Kamala Harris will become uh, the president through the line of succession. Uh, that that's my own personal opinion. Uh, I just truly believe that Joe Biden will become incapacitated through his mental capabilities, his mental abilities or inabilities to carry out the office, and Kamala Harris will become uh, the president because she will be the vice president, and she herself has made it known that she is no friend uh, of the Second Amendment as well. Uh, so, you know, this election is important. I'm not saying you need to go vote for Trump. Because I understand that a lot of people don't like Trump. Uh, he himself has not been a humongous supporter of the Second Amendment. He has not been a great leader in passing pro-Second Amendment legislation back when uh, supposedly gun-friendly politicians uh, were in office in Congress and they had the majority. But... You know, I will say one thing about Trump is that he's elected some great federal judges, and we're seeing that in the Ninth Circuit uh, with the large capacity uh, mag bans, or what I would call standard capacity mag bans in states like California being struck down as unconstitutional twice now, and it is going before uh, a full 12-judge panel in the Ninth Circuit, so we will see how that goes. So, uh, you know... Whoever the next president is going to be is going to probably not only appoint one or two new Supreme Court justices, but they're also going to be continuously uh, nominating federal judges uh, all across the country. And it is going to affect everybody. And, you know, that that's all I can say. I'm not telling you to vote for, who you know, one or the other, but I'm telling you the reality of what will happen. So, you know fucking Joe Jorgensen. I've talked you know, before about her. I'm not a huge fan of her. I'm actually more of a fan of her vice presidential candidate, vice presidential candidate. Uh, but you know, he's not running for president. She is. Uh, so, you know, go out there, vote, be politically active, research your political candidates. And if you're a first time gun owner, you know, I hope you're understanding that your vote means more to you now than just, um, whether you believe in, uh, you know, medical uh, reform or you believe in insurance reform, tax reform, whatever it may be, uh, really look at your Second Amendment, you know, stand the Second Amendment stances on the political candidate that you vote for. That's the huge thing I got to say for that. Uh, the next story and last story before we get into our main uh, topic that we're going to be talking about in this main portion of the podcast is the 2020 NRA annual member meeting registration open with limited space. So this is, to me, this is kind of horseshit in regards to we talk about how, uh, you know, we've talked numerous times about the NRA. We've talked about our good friends over there at Save the Second who believe in reforming the NRA uh, before it completely self-destructs and and burns uh, like 2020 is going. Uh, But the NRA... Manual uh, annual meeting is a place where you can let your voices be heard, uh, and you can actually uh, vote for the 76th board member of the NRA board. Uh, and the NRA, you know, they've changed it several times. First, they were going to have it in Nashville, then they were going to have it in Missouri, now they're having it in Arizona. And at first, they scheduled it the same weekend that the uh, 2A rally was going to be in Washington, D.C. 
probably hoping that people that are hoping for reform in the NRA would not show up. But now the 2A rally in D.C. has been canceled because of COVID and other things. Uh, so that is kind of opening the door for those people that want NRA reform to go to the NRA annual meeting. But now they're saying uh, and this, you have to register for this annual meeting. So you just can't show up. You have to actually register for it, which is not the way it used to be. And because of Arizona's current COVID restrictions, uh, public gatherings are supposed to be limited to no more than 50 people, but a members only event should not be cons is not considered public. Um, so that means the maximum capacity uh, should be cut in half at the normal venue uh, or whatever venue had. Uh, so that should mean that there should be uh, approximately 500 people uh, selected for this board. Now, that 500 people, you know, that's going to mean everybody. That's going to mean board members. That's going to mean volunteers. That's going to mean vendors, uh, which, you know, the NRA annual meeting is normally a humongous, uh, it's almost like a shot show uh, for these companies because they, you know, go and advertise uh, shit there. So, you know, if you can make it to the annual meeting, I strongly suggest that you go ahead and register. Um, you know, if it once it was in Nashville and even Missouri, uh, I was, you know, possibly going to be able to make it. But now, since it's in Arizona and it's being so late and closer to SHOT Show, uh, honestly, I'd rather go to SHOT Show than the annual meeting because I have a feeling that a lot of the vendors that normally would have gone to the annual meeting aren't going to be going to uh, this one in Arizona, especially since they have uh, limited to certain you know so many people and all that kind of stuff so if you are around Arizona and you want the NRA to be reformed uh, please go uh, this could be the last NRA annual meeting that they have just because of the shit that's going on because I got a feeling once all this COVID restrictions ended up being lifted and these people uh, at the NRA are having to finally support you know their Financial, their financial obligations to things like uh, grants and and all this other kind of stuff. You know, it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen. Uh, so let's go ahead. Let me pull out my my paperwork that I printed. Uh, yes, I printed this because uh, I wanted to do a lot of research, and I did. I probably got about twenty to forty pages uh, of stuff highlighted. And let's go ahead and start getting into self-defense insurance. Now, self-defense insurance is something that I think is very important. And I wanted to kind of give a good bit of dedicated time towards talking about it just because of the fact of what's been going on in this country. Uh, you know, I believe it is more important now so uh, than ever to get some sort of self-defense insurance. And I, you know, think everybody should have self-defense insurance. I'm a law enforcement officer and I have self-defense insurance just because, you know, uh, I, uh, and I'll just, you know, be straight up, even before all this horseshit happened with uh, George Floyd and the civil unrest we've had in the country, uh, you know, I am a firm believer in you know, protecting, you know, yourself, your family, all that kind of stuff, your property. That's why I'm a humongous Second Amendment advocate. Uh, but being in law enforcement, you run into fucking people that you've dealt with, uh, you know, in public. 
and even though I don't work for the city that I live in, uh, you know, because I'm a firm believer, don't shit where you eat because I don't want to constantly see the people that I deal with at like fucking Walmart or Target or wherever the fuck I'm out at. Uh, I just don't want to fucking see them and, and deal with them because I don't want people spitting in my food or, or, you know, doing God knows what else. I've had friends in law enforcement that live in the cities where they work and they've run into some of these people and the people fucking harass their families or their kids, uh, you know, try to start fights with them and stuff like that. And I mean, that shit happens, you know, even off duty, uh, especially in like smaller towns where, uh, you know, most people know each other. And if you are a a cop in a smaller town, say less than 10,000 people, you know, there's a damn good chance that you're going to run into these people uh, at your local store, and these people are, you know, going to hold a grudge because most time, uh, criminals don't like to be held responsible for their actions, especially nowadays, and they're going to try and start some shit with you. So that's why, uh, you know, you can, you know, if if you're a law enforcement officer, you can be covered because uh, you're supposed to be on duty 24/7. Uh, but with the politics going on, and I've Again, also seen this locally. Cops thrown under the bus. Uh, you know this uh, a great story in Houston where uh, some police officers. Uh, you know it was caught on video, and everybody from the internal affairs to the uh, citizen. You know the public citizens uh, police action review board cleared these officers and the fucking chief of police decided to jump in and still just go ahead and fire them so you know even the public that you know the mayor put on this review board said yeah you know what they did was justified you know they chief still said no you know we're not going to have this kind of shit and they fired him so this is the kind of shit that people have to deal with all the time and so even especially now with what's going on if you are caught in some sort of civil unrest and you know you have to defend yourself you know you are going to be uh paraded in the public and it is going to be up to uh law enforcement and the district attorney's office as to whether they're going to charge you and then it is going to be up to the public uh on whether you're found innocent or guilty and with what's going on, depending on where you live, that could be dicey. I mean, it could mean you know losing your freedoms. Uh, you know, it could be mean that you're taken away from your family, uh, your you know property, all that kind of stuff. So, self-defense insurance is a huge thing that I think everybody should have. You know, you have insurance for your car, and yes. It is mandated by the state that you have insurance for your car, but you know you have insurance for your car in case you get into an accident. Well, you should have insurance for you in case you have to use your firearm in self-defense. And what's great is a lot of these insurance companies that I'm about to talk to about, they not only offer insurance in case you you know shoot somebody in self-defense, but they also cover uh, charges if you brandish your weapon. Uh, they cover charges if you have a negligent discharge. You know, shit happens. Uh, so, you know, that's something we're also going to be talking about in reference to this. Uh, and the two websites that I mainly uh, pulled from, uh, besides the individual insurance companies' websites, which obviously the individual companies' websites will be what their you know company name is, uh, is Gun Digest and Gun University. Uh, and now I will say uh, on Gun University's article, it was written by Ryan Kleckner, who is a uh, amazing 
firearms uh, attorney. He has his own podcast called uh, Fuck for the life of me right now. It's escaping my mind, but he does have his own podcast uh, and uh, Triggered Words. That's what it's called, Triggered Words. And uh, he went over. He did his own, you know, episode about self-defense insurance, which pretty much covers what's in his article. But I kind of, you know, went further. There were some companies he didn't talk about that I wanted to talk about uh, and some different things uh, that he uh, didn't mention that I wanted to mention. So I just wanted to briefly go over those as well. Uh, But his podcast was only about 30 minutes and he kind of talks, you know, he kind of talks fast. You may think I talk fast. Uh, I personally don't think I talk fast because fucking everything goes a little bit slower down here in the south that's something I fucking notice whenever I leave the south is that people just fucking talk so fast and even people in the south here think I talk fast so uh, you know you listen to my podcast tell me what you think if I talk fast or not but anyway let's fucking start getting into this and uh, you know the main thing about self-defense insurance and this is something that I wanted to you know distinguish is there is self insurance that covers uh, only criminal matters there's self-defense insurance that only covers civil matters and there's self-defense insurance that covers both now the difference between the two obviously is uh, the criminal matter is if you use your firearm in self-defense and you are charged criminally whether it be assault attempted murder or murder uh, you know that is what criminal defense is civil defense uh, say for example you don't get charged or you are charged and you're found not guilty you are still can be held liable civilly for whatever pain anguish dam- you know property damage that you may have caused so uh, that is something you know two totally different things uh, some self you know self-defense insurance covers one or the other or both uh, and I obviously would recommend that you get both just because, uh, you know, like O.J. Simpson, he was found not guilty criminally, but he uh, was found guilty or, you know, found, li- you know, what do you, the word of it is, you know, held accountable or liable or whatever the fuck it may be civilly. So uh, he had to end up paying, you know, a fuck ton of money to the victims that, you know, I'll fucking tell you right now, uh, O.J. did it, so I'll go ahead and say it. Uh, he was found uh, you know, to owe a shit ton of money to his victims that he killed, uh, which was his uh, wife and uh, the fucking waiter guy that she was banging at the time. Uh, so, you know, that's something that you need to pay attention to. So make sure whenever you're looking at self-defense insurance that it covers both because you can get nicked for one and the other or both. Uh, something else that you want to look at is, and this is something that when the NRA had its own uh, self-defense insurance that I thought was horseshit is that uh, the self-defense insurance that the NRA offered, which was called Carry Guard, they did not pay for all your money up front. So uh, something that I'm going to tell you right now is that if you are charged in a crime, you're going to get a bail, uh, you know, a, a sort of, some sort of bond, bail, bond, whatever, uh, you know, they may call it in your jurisdiction. And basically that's saying that you have to pay a certain amount of money to get out of jail uh, because you can be held, held in jail until your actual trial. Now, that can take fucking years. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to take years. There's no way if ands or buts about it. Um, that kind of shit takes years. And you don't want to be sitting in jail that whole time just to be found fucking not guilty. So you want to make sure 
that your self-defense insurance also covers some sort of bail or bond coverage. Um, and, and that's something else is that, you know, some of these companies, you know, they don't offer a whole lot. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you shoot and kill somebody and you are, say, for example, uh, in a more liberal area or you fucking shoot and kill somebody uh, that was popular, I'm just going to be fucking frank, uh, you know, you shoot and kill somebody that is popular in the community uh, or it may look bad towards you. Say, for example, if you're Kenosha Kyle, um, your bail is going to be fucking a lot is going to be a lot um, now say for example like there's one city near me uh, I know people fucking get charged with murder there and their bail will only be like $75,000 um, most of these plans will cover something like that but now if you shoot uh, Billy Ray in bumfuck Egypt where his daddy was, you know, a city councilman or a county commissioner, or he ran, you know, the the famous store in the community or whatever. Because Billy Ray got drunk one night and he started, you know, hitting on your wife and you know, or whatever the fuck it may be. You know, just make up a scenario. Uh, your bail could be, you know, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, half a million, a million, you know, uh, and you know. That's something, once you're initially charged, you know, your attorney can ask for bail reduction. Uh, or, you know, honestly, depending on what it is, um, like here in my area, if you're charged with a capital crime, uh, which would be like murder first, murder in the first degree, uh, to you know, would be a good way to describe it for people that maybe not be uh, familiar with criminal law, but except for what they see on law and order, uh, you know, that's kind of would be like murder in the first degree. You know, you might get no bond, but if you... Uh, do get charged, you know, you're going to have, you know, a ton in bail bonds. So you want to make sure that you have adequate coverage in your bail uh, bond coverage in your self-defense insurance. Something else that you want to make sure is that you can pick your own attorney. Uh, picking your own attorney is a humongous thing because you're basically going to be picking the person that uh, defends you and your freedom. So some of these plans, uh, you don't get to pick your attorney. Uh, some of these plans you have to pick, uh, you can pick an attorney, but then they have to be approved through the organization. Um, and some, they'll just let you pick whoever it is. But, uh, you know, that's something uh, I'm not going to throw anybody on the bus. But, uh, you know, they have, uh, it, you know, insurance here for law enforcement. You know, you pay some extra uh, for such situations where if you are on duty and you get charged and, uh, you know, you use them, you know, it's the only, only one really that's offered uh, here in this area, you have to pick, uh, you know, they pick your own attorney. You know, they pick an attorney approved through their organization, uh, which is like a union kind of deal. But, you know, we don't have unions here, but that's the best way I can describe it. It's like a union, but it's not. Um, and uh, the, the union uh, attorney that they have, uh, good person, but he ain't that fucking great, um, you know. And I personally have the uh, attitude that to be a good attorney, that you don't need to have a soul. So this guy has a soul, and uh, you know that's probably why he's not the best attorney in the world. But he's a good guy. You know, 
he'll do his best, but he's not that great of an attorney. Uh, something else that you need to look into is to make sure that you have some sort of per diem, uh, because something else that a lot of people don't realize is that when you are criminally charged, or even if you go into a civil suit in regards to using your firearm in self-defense, is that you are going to be missing a lot of work, or you might actually even lose your job if you are some sort of, uh, you know, if it's some sort of high-profile shooting. Um, you're going to lose your job. If, if that you know you work at say you know some sort of liberal company or something like that or you're going to miss your job uh, you're going to miss days for uh, bond hearings for uh, preliminary hearings for grand jury for um, fucking uh, discovery all that kind of stuff because you know there's some of those you aren't required to show up but you know if you're criminally charged I'd want to fucking know what's going on every minute of legal proceedings because I want to know, you know, it, what's going to happen. You know, these decisions that are being made by a judge and my attorney that's there representing me, uh, you know, it's going to be affecting my life for the long term. Whether you're honestly even found not guilty, it's going to be affecting your life because, uh, you know, that kind of stigma follows you around. Fucking the dude uh, that shot. Uh, Zimmerman, the dude that shot uh, Trayvon Martin, you know, he was found not guilty, but that shit's, you know, hanging over his head now for the rest of his fucking life. Uh, so you want to make sure you get some sort of per diem uh, because you're going to be losing money. You know, you're going to be, you know, having to pay for, you know, I only got like one or two fucking suits. So, you know, you want to make sure you have a good looking suit to go to court. You want to make sure that you, uh, you know, you're going to be paying for gas money. God forbid, you know, say for example, like, you know, fucking Kenosha Kyle, uh, you know, he's going to have to drive 30 minutes uh, every time he, he goes to court, you know, and if he's got like a fucking uh, a 97 uh, F-150, you know, it's a fucking gas guzzler, you know, takes like 13 miles to the gallon or whatever the fuck he's got, you know, that's that's you know adding up that kind of shit adds up and then god forbid if there's traffic because you know uh, traffic happens and that's you know more time you know eating up more uh fuel whatever the fuck it may be you so you want to make sure you get some sort of per diem uh and i think that is the main things that you want to look at oh and uh uh caps you know, you want to make sure that uh, you have sufficient coverage. Uh, that's something else we'll be talking about. And the organizations uh, that we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about CCW Safe, uh, UC, USCCA, Second Call Defense, the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network, uh, U.S. Law Shield, Firearms Legal Protection, uh, and the that's going to be it. Those are going to be the ones we're mainly going to be talking about. And now all these uh, are going to have uh, civil and criminal. Uh, now all of them are going to have everything that we talked about, but uh, it's going to have the majority of the stuff that we talked about. So the first one we're going to be talking about is U.S. Law Shield. Now it used to be uh, Texas Law Shield because it was only self-defense insurance in Texas, but they ended up becoming a national organization. Now, what's great about U.S. Law Shield is that you can pick your own attorney. That's something we mentioned is uh, you want to make sure that you be are able to pick your own attorney. Um, something else is that you get the money up front. 
that's something you know you don't want to shell out you know because I'm telling you right now uh, a retainer for a okay not a good not a decent an okay attorney for like a, a murder case or an attempted murder case you're gonna be looking around thirty five thousand dollars so you don't have that money up front or at least nobody I know has that kind of money up front so you want to make sure uh, that they you get that money up front uh, something else I'm sorry before we uh, keep going further into Law Shield. Uh, some of my notes that I'm just now seeing uh, that you want to make sure that your self-defense insurance covers is expert resources. You know, you, uh, you know, one thing that a good attorney will have is you will have somebody uh, testify in court for you, saying, you know, I am an expert in self-defense, or I am an expert in, you know, fucking fill in the blank, and I believe that this person did the right thing in defending his life. So uh, that's another thing. You also want to look about coverage across state lines. Now that's something else. Um, some of these insurance, uh, self-defense insurance companies don't cover every state. So, and then also even some of them, they have packages uh, to where it's only for your state. Uh, so that's something you want to look at. Also, you can look up crime scene cleanup. Now that's something uh, that you will have to have, like in restitution or in civil, you know, civil cases. Like if you, you know, fucking shoot somebody in Walmart, you know, Walmart's going to probably close down for the day. They're gonna have to have uh, somebody that's specially trained and certified in hazmat cleaning because they have to clean up blood. Uh, you know, they're gonna have to come and, and clean that up, and Walmart's probably going to try and sue you civilly to, you know, uh, recoup some of their losses. Uh, something else uh, that you want to look into uh, property damage uh, and farms replacement uh, again you know you shoot that dude in Walmart and you ended up shooting uh, the bullet goes through bad guy and hits a, a cash register you know cash registers especially like a Walmart costs like you know probably a thousand maybe more dollars you know that's something else they'll try and and get you for um, the farms replacement you know uh, now, personally, me, I have more than one gun, but, you know, especially if you're a first-time gun buyer, you probably only have the one gun that you were able to buy before the stores went dry. So you want to make sure that that it could be something that's offered to you because, you know, if you shoot, uh, you know, Billy Ray and he was part of some sort of fucking uh, gang or whatever the fuck or, you know, he's very popular, you know, you probably going to have some people that are threatening your life uh, or if you have like from sure Kenosha Kyle is getting all sorts of death threats uh, and we've already seen that where they're threatening uh, you know his family at his house you know they already published where he lives all that kind of stuff so you're going to want a farm to continue to defend yourself uh, when you're going uh, you know going forward and that's something else is that you know in some states, you are not going to get your firearm back if you use it in self-defense. So you want to make sure that you have some sort of, uh, possibly some sort of firearms replacement. And another thing is uh, spouse and family coverage. You know, if you're married, uh, you know, some of these plans, the spouse is covered. Uh, sometimes it's covered for just like a small add-on. You know, that's, that's all stuff that you want to look into. Uh, or your children that's something else you know if you run to the store real quick and 
you know, bad guy sees you leave your house and he wants to break into the house because he thinks you're leaving. But your 12-year-old son is still at the house. Obviously, he doesn't have a fucking car. Uh, so the bad guy doesn't know that your son's still there. So bad guy breaks in. Your son, you know, picks up your firearm, shoots bad guy, you know. Uh, the bad guy's family probably still going to try and sue and you want this kind of self-defense insurance to cover your family as well. So that's that's some other stuff. All right, going back to uh, U.S. Law Shield. Anyway, so U.S. Law Shield, uh, pretty decent brand uh, on the firearm side. They also allow a uh, per diem or a daily allowance, like something that we were talking about earlier. Uh, that is something that they do offer. Uh, now, something else that's good is that they cover 100% of the cost in advance, uh, which is a good thing. There is essentially no cap on the coverage of legal fees for both criminal and civil proceedings. So uh, that is a great thing that they have going for them. Uh, you know, whether it be private investigators, expert witnesses, all that good stuff. So that's a good thing against uh, for Law Shield. Now. Uh, something bad well and let me say this first uh, another good thing about US Law Shield is that it is pretty fucking cheap you know you pay uh, $19.95 for a setup fee and after that it's just $10.95 a month you know uh, we're gonna try and cover some of the cost in this episode but you know some of these self-defense insurance in company self-defense insurance companies they have so many different plans we're just gonna briefly touch on some of them uh, not on all of their plans but we're gonna probably touch in on some of the more would be considered more the more popular plans but one of the bad things about US Law Shield is that first and foremost you have to have an attorney from their network that they choose so you know that's something maybe you can reach out to them you can see what attorneys are approved in your area because you know you might be thinking more than likely if I use my firearm and self-defense you know it's gonna be in my fucking county that kind of deal uh, so if you travel around a lot that might be an issue you know if you are a traveling salesman uh, fucking whatever it may be you travel around a lot you know might not be as good because wherever you end up having the self-defense uh, incident you might have a shitty attorney from US Law Shield so that's another thing um, the other issue is many of the cover areas many of their coverage areas that come standard in their policy are add-ons so you're looking uh, at like a you know a good example is nationwide coverage you're looking at an extra 295 a month so instead of the usual 1095 a month you're looking at like just roughly, you know, short of $15 a month. Uh, so, and then uh, another thing is that the plan is only available in 44 states. So, residents of Alaska, Connecticut, Delaware, Maine, New York, Rhode Island, they're all excluded from the purchase. Uh, so, that's something else that is not that good. But, you know, what's good with U.S. Law Shield uh, is that if you are in a state that requires you to have some sort of. Uh, self-defense insurance to get a concealed carry license you know that is a good thing about them uh, so let's go on into the next one. Oh, and sorry the per diem a day is going to be uh, $250 so that's not too bad alright let's go on into the next uh, fucking self-defense insurance company that we're gonna be talking about 
and I'm just gonna let you know this is the one that I choose uh, and that is going to be CCW safe now CCW safe uh, is a little different than the rest because that's something about them is they have a fuck ton of different plans like I was telling you about uh, the good thing is they cover a hundred percent of uh, the criminal defense, uh, civil defense, all that other kind of stuff. 100% is covered. Uh, I'm, and let me go back and double check because I think I might have misread on the per diem for U.S. Law Shield. I'm sorry. U.S. Law Shield does not offer... Well, fuck. Let me... Two seconds. This is a bad thing about fucking printing this shit out is I get a little confused, especially when I got different shit from every single one. Um... I'm sorry, yeah. So, US Law, US Law Shield offers no per diem. So, that is my mistake. Fucking no, no per diem. Anyway, so going on to CCW Safe. Now, the CCW Safe, like I said, is great because it offers no cap for criminal and civil defense. Uh, also, they offer up to $100,000 in bail bond protection. Again, that's a good thing. Uh, another thing about it is that... Uh, that you can increase the bail bond uh, from uh, $500,000 to even a million dollars. You know, of course, that's more money added on, but that's something you can have that extra level of protection. Uh, the bad thing about CCW Safe is that, you know, they do let you pick your attorney, but they have to approve the attorney. So, you know, and this is something that, uh, you know, I kind of tried reaching out to CCW Safe. And honestly, I'd like to have them on the podcast because I think, you know, of, of all the self-defense insurance companies that we're going to be talking about, I think CCW Safe is the best one. Uh, it's roughly, you're going to be looking about anywhere between $16 to $42 a month. So, you know, they're about normal on the monthly end up to kind of on the high end of it. Uh, they do offer per diem. Uh, it is $250 a day. That's what I was looking at when I was talking about U.S. Law Shield. But it's actually CCW Safe and not U.S. Law Shield that offers $250 a day uh, per diem. Um, you know, it's kind of on the low end on some of these other uh, self-defense insurance plans that we've looked into. But it is something, you know. And it just depends on where you live. Like $250 a day, you know, that's that's a good chunk of change where I live at. Now, if I was living, like, say, for example, like Atlanta, Miami, uh, you know, Dallas, New York, $250 a day, you know, it's fucking chump change. You know, that's not a whole lot, especially depending on what kind of job I work at, you know. Uh, $250 a day, just depending on where you live, what you're normally used to, uh, can be a good amount, could not be a good amount. But uh, they have numerous plans. Uh, they have spousal add-ons. They have uh, bail coverage add-ons to exceed uh, the bail. They have uh, you know cap add-ons for civil liability, uh, all that kind of stuff. And you know something else that they offer is uh, constitutional carry, uh, which is uh, just for constitutional carry states. But again, it's only good inside of your state um, there's a lot of different stuff on here so 
uh, and they even have something uh, specifically for you know people that fall under Leosa. Uh, so I think you know to me the CCW safe is the best one that we're going to be talking about uh, just because of everything that I've seen, what they cover, the cost, all that kind of stuff. Uh, that is my recommendation, but I'm going to go ahead and still get, go ahead and go over everyone. Uh, let's go ahead and start talking about USCCA, which is the United States Concealed Carry Association. This is probably going to be the most known uh, in regards to self-defense insurance because they are pretty heavy on uh, advertisement, uh, social media, uh, content creation, all this other kind of stuff. Uh, they are the largest uh, organization when it comes to concealed carry insurance. Uh, they have 285,000 uh, paying members. Uh, some good things about them uh, is that it does come into the highest month. Well, it does come into the highest monthly cost. But again, they have. You know, what's nice about them is they have many different plans that you can look into that if you want to get something that's tailor-made that's something I liked about CCW safe is that they just didn't kind of have like a you know one two or three different kind of plans they had a bunch of different plans uh, that you can kind of have tailor-made towards your needs uh, you're gonna be looking at a monthly costing over between 22 to 47 dollars a month uh, the very max you're going to have for criminal defense is $250,000, uh, which is you're going to be that's kind of the average, I would say, of a of you know somewhat high profile uh, you know uh, murder trial kind of deal. Uh, civil defense max you're looking at two million dollars. You do get to pick your own attorney, and what's nice is you do get the money up front. And here's kind of the nice thing about it is that you get a, do get a per diem of $750 a day. So you're looking at $500 more than CCW safe. Uh, but $750 a day, that's you know a good bit of money per day. Uh, they have a ton of extra add-ons that you can put on there. They also have some nice free training that they do uh, and all this kind of stuff. You know. But the thing that I really don't like about USCCA, and this is you know something that you need to kind of look into is that uh, you uh, do get a bail um, uh, coverage but it is deducted from your criminal defense cap so say for example your criminal defense max is $250,000 now you know, say you get charged with murder in a self-defense shooting, and your bail set at a hundred thousand dollars. Well, you get that hundred thousand dollars, and you can get yourself out of jail. But now that hundred thousand dollars is deducted from your two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So you only have a hundred and fifty thousand dollars available to you when you go to trial. And that includes your. Uh, attorney fees that includes your expert witnesses that includes private investigators which on a murder trial a attorney is going to hire a private investigator to go over all the evidence to re-interview witnesses all that kind of stuff uh, so that is and that's that's a no bueno for me uh, also using the CCA is not available in New York or Washington State so you know, already if you live in those states, that sucks for you. But like I said, USCCA is nice because it offers all sorts of uh, education, training. Um, they do have spouse membership discounts. Uh, they do offer gear and all of the kind of shit as well. And again, like I said, they have tons of different plans 
that you can look into uh, that would be beneficial uh, you know for whatever you have uh, the next one we're going to be talking about is second call defense now second call defense uh, is a pretty cool little organization um, you know they were kind of uh, well actually I'm sorry I think they still really are uh, kind of tight-knit with the NRA because uh, I think uh, Sean Maloney I think is the guy that runs it uh, he is on the board of directors I think for the NRA or at least he used to be um, but once Kerry Guard kind of came into the NRA, they kind of uh, booted second call defense away from the tight association that they had with the NRA. Uh, that's just me going based on memory. Uh, now, what's nice about second call defense is that they offer the lowest entry level self-defense insurance. But now this is basically kind of like the liability insurance for your vehicle. It is basically the bare minimum so that way you could say, yes, I have self-defense carry insurance. Um, you know, it is only comes with $10,000 of criminal defense protection and no civil defense protection. Um, you know, you're only looking at getting it $2,000 for your retainer and $1,000 uh, for bail bond. So, really, is it self defense insurance? You know, this is good, I guess you could say, if you know your state requires you to have some sort of insurance that way you can get uh, a concealed carry permit but if you actually use it you better make sure that you are not getting charged because uh, if you do get charged you're gonna have a, just a drop in the bucket you're still gonna have to uh, mortgage out you know your home uh, sell a ton of your shit beg for money all that kind of stuff start GoFundMe accounts uh, but now that is just the basic they do offer other stuff as well uh, when you're looking at their ultimate plan which is $35 a month or $400 annually you do get bumped up to uh, civil defense protection up to a million uh, you do get bumped up to civil defense uh, civil suit damage protection up to quarter million you do get bumped up to criminal defense protection up to 100,000 uh, you get immediate cash bond for up to 25,000 Immediate attorney, returning retainer for ten grand, aftermath cleanup two grand, compensation a day five hundred dollars a day. Uh, so again, they they have a couple. I think they have a total. It's looking here a total of three different plans. Um, so they do offer that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, it's still not as great as coverage for what you're paying on some of the others. You know, for four dollars a day, uh, you can get you know a really nice. Uh, you know, self-defense insurance plan uh, from either uh, USCCA or uh, CCW Safe. So uh, definitely, I would recommend that you try and you know, if, if you gotta have it and you just feel like for sure, like you know, fuck it, man. I, I'm an old man. I don't need to fucking. <laughs> I don't need to defend myself, but you know, to have a, a firearm, uh, I need to have a concealed carry permit, whatever you know, gay ass kind of law that you have in your area, uh, you know, whatever the fuck. That's just you know, describing it. It's one of the bigger ones out there. Uh, next one we're going to be talking about is the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. Uh, now, this one is, uh, you know, a little, you know, they're all a little bit different. Uh, right out the gate, you're going to be looking at uh, $25,000 for bail and $25,000 for an attorney that you get to choose. And this is for both 
criminal and civil. Uh, you get to pay, uh, now they just do annual plans, so you're looking at $135 for your first year and $95 a year after that. Now, now this is kind of, you know, where it doesn't get that great in regards to civil. Uh, you doesn't cover civil damages or compensation while you're in court or firearm loss protection. Uh, additionally, it doesn't uh, offer any kind of monetary support past the initial twenty-five thousand. Anything after the twenty-five thousand, it has to go through a review board before it's awarded. So, uh, you know, you get twenty-five thousand dollars up front. Uh, it's not that expensive. But anything after that $25,000, you have to get it approved by a review board. And that's something, you know, like, uh, you know, another organization here uh, for law enforcement that kind of offers, uh, you know, criminal protection, uh, besides the other one that I was mentioned, mentioning, uh, you know, it offers, you know, uh, attorney representation, but it has to go through a review board. And I was always kind of the impression is like, do I really want a chance? them denying uh, me an attorney you know it's kind of same thing here I'm telling you right now it's gonna cost you more than twenty five thousand uh, dollars so do you really want a chance uh, you know having to pay up front that money and then having to wait for the review board to maybe pay you back you know not so good not not what I'd fucking want to do uh, going on into, well, and let me see if there's anything I missed. Uh, no per diem. Uh, you do get your money up front. You do get to pick your own attorney. Um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, already talked about Law Shield. Fucking going through here again. Should be Uno Moss. I apologize. This is fucking great radio, isn't it? Just me flipping through fucking papers. Um, uh, next one and last one: firearms legal protection. All right. Now, now this one is not as a big a name as the others, uh, but it does offer some sort of you know coverage. Uh, you're looking at uh, you know anywhere between thirteen dollars monthly, all the way up to forty dollars monthly. Uh, now, what you do get is uncapped attorney fees uh, for defense in civil and criminal cases. Uh, this is also that's something pretty interesting that I thought was uh, kind of a, a good um, thing in here. Uh, it does cover extreme risk protection order coverage, which is considered red flag laws. So that is covered under here. Uh, bail bond protection is up to $250,000, just depending on what you're going to purchase for your um, plans. So uh, it does cover also expert witness and investigator fees. It covers minor children. So the little scenario where I was saying your 12 year old shot a burglar, uh, that is covered. Uh, it does cover lost wages, uh, but I don't see per diem in here. Doesn't uh, state on here what the per diem is, but uh, it is available. Uh, it does uh, have a firearm confiscation payment, so they will pay you to get a new firearm, uh, and it does offer uh, incident cleanup fee. So those are going to be the six uh, main concealed carry insurance options. Now there are some, uh, like I stated, uh, that are smaller, uh, that either only cover criminal or they only cover, cover civil, uh, but you're really not saving that much money. 
uh, doing that. Like say for example, you got a criminal one, then you got a civil one. You're not really saving any money. Uh, and not only that, these are the ones with the best options. Um, I hope you learned something. Please go research these companies yourself. Uh, I recommend CCW Safe myself just because of what they're offering uh, and uh, the coverage for the money that you spend. Uh, you know, is a good deal for that. Uh, so please go check out self-defense insurance for yourself. Please keep yourself safe, especially in these crazy times that we're having. Uh, you need some sort of coverage to make sure that you and your family uh, aren't protect, you know, unprotected financially. Because really, that's what self-defense insurance is. Uh, it protects you financially. Uh, because I'm telling you right now, as somebody that works in the criminal system, uh, you know. I will say this: the criminal system works. Uh, I definitely think, you know, there you might know, and there has been. I will say there has been some very unfortunate circumstances where, uh, you know, innocent people have been convicted. Uh, but you know, obviously, as technology gets better and new things come out, uh, those people are found innocent. You know, so even, you know, someone losing their freedom for a day is still. Uh, a tragedy but unfortunately this is the legal system that we have uh, I personally think it is the best legal system that is available uh, in our free world that we have right now uh, in, a, in a civilized society I should say uh, so this is what we have to work with so when you are charged like I said you're looking at you know tens of thousands of dollars automatically up front uh, and that's just to get a, a, an attorney that's not even to get your ass out of jail uh, once you are arrested if you're arrested uh, and again like I said you might not even be arrested you might be you know uh, served a civil lawsuit where you know that family is asking uh, millions of dollars for their piece of shit family member uh, that's been arrested you know over three dozen times for the same shit and he did the same shit to you and you just happened to be the motherfucker that uh, he found around and uh, found out with so that's what I gotta say check out self-defense insurance uh, you know do your research make sure that you protect yourself and you protect your family that's going to be the end of our main segment. Uh, before we start getting into our product news and reviews, I'd like to talk about our sponsor, Cold War Concealment. Uh, you know, Cold War Concealment is a great uh, addition to your daily carry. Uh, I am kind of disappointed. Uh, I you know, got that Glock 43X MOS, and uh, you know, I ordered from uh, Cliff over there at Cold War Concealment. And I was like, you know, hey man, this is what I want. This is, you know, kind of what I'm looking. If you can make these little changes uh, to your holster, uh, you know, I'd greatly appreciate it because, you know, I want to try and carry an appendix, uh, all that kind of stuff. And unfortunately, the mold for the Glock 43X MOS uh, or the Glock 43X will not fit the Glock 43X MOS. So that sucks. He said it's going to be available uh, in a few short weeks. Uh, he said, you know, between, I think he said six to nine weeks is after he gets the mold and he, and he can get it uh, going. So I'm waiting patiently uh, for my ability to carry this Glock 43X MOS. And, you know, Kind of feel how it is, so I cannot wait for Cliff to get me my holster. He sent me some new holsters for my Glock 17 because cold weather, well, cooler weather doesn't really ever fucking get cold here in Alabama. 
but cooler weather is around the corner and I cannot wait to be able to carry some full-size firearms uh, because you know being fucking 6'5 uh, I can kind of carry full-size and it really not be noticed uh, so I can't wait to take those out on the range and put some uh, rounds through my firearms uh, with the the precious 9mm ammunition that I do have uh, I can't wait to carry my Colwer concealment holster and I cannot wait to get that Glock 43X MOS holster so go ahead and check out Cliff at ColworkConcealment.com and also go ahead and check him out on social media on Facebook and Instagram and let's start getting into our product gear news and reviews Let's start getting into our product gear news and reviews. And the first thing we're going to be talking about is Smith & Wesson re releases an optics-ready M&P 9 2.0 compact pistol. Now, this is what I'm fucking talking about. Uh, you know, I wish they had done this when they first came out with the 2.0s, but that's been a couple years ago. Uh, optics are obviously becoming more and more uh, available. So, uh, you know, this is their Glock 19 size pistol that they have released. And guess what? It does come with suppressor height sights. That's one thing that fucking Glock doesn't do. When I got that 43X MOS, I was like, it doesn't come with suppressor sights, but is optic ready? The fuck, you know? Uh, you know, I just like the redundancy. You know, two is one and one is none in my mind. So that is awesome that they are releasing that. It is MSRP is 616, so you're probably going to be looking at it around uh, somewhere in the mid-500s range. Something else that is released is uh, Surefire has released uh, a compact pistol light for little guns. Now, this is something that we talked about in the last podcast uh, that I said that I did see some photos uh, that has been leaked out that Surefire is coming out with a compact weapon or uh, compact rail mounted weapon light uh, that will fit things like the 365, uh, 43X MOS, stuff like that. But here's the big nothing burger for me is that it's only 350 lumens. Uh, you're only getting a runtime of 30 minutes and it is a rechargeable battery, which is gay as fuck. Uh, you know, in the South, it gets hot as shit. And I have a nice Pelican um, handheld flashlight, but it has a rechargeable battery. Uh, I don't use that much, but I, I, you know, I still sometimes run the rechargeable battery light in there. Um, but uh, you know, it comes with an adapter that I can use uh, CR123 batteries in it. But um, rechargeable batteries just don't fucking last long in the south because uh, the fucking heat just drains the fuck out of those batteries. And um, you know, if you live in some northern states where it doesn't get that hot, uh, it's probably not that much of an issue for you. Uh, but you know, for example, like um, you know, especially like the handheld flashlight, like I was talking about. Uh, you know, I just normally like to leave my flashlight in my vehicle so that way, if um, you know, I'm out and about somewhere, like there's an accident at night, I can get out and have my light. You know, I'm not going to pull out my gun uh, with a weapon mounted light on it and flash it at those people so I can see what the fuck's going on. So, use my uh, handheld light. So, but, you know, with a rechargeable battery, if I leave that fucking light in the truck, those batteries are going to be no good very quickly because the heat is just too much here in the south. Uh, same thing, you know, body heat. 
that's something else that sucks battery. Uh, you know, you see that with like Olight. You know, some people love Olight, and, but most people don't like Olight for a good reason. It's because it doesn't hold a charge. Uh, you know, rechargeable batteries, especially lithium batteries, which is how they're able to get these batteries so small and so light. Um, lithium batteries degrade they don't last very long over time and then something else uh, the fucking MSRP on it I think the MSRP on it when I looked was like still like around three hundred dollars uh, no thank you so uh, kind of a big nothing burger uh, going into Galco uh, Galco holsters has released red dot site compatible holsters welcome to the club uh, but Galco is a really good brand it is a uh, well-known brand kind of like Safari land uh, they have uh, finally released a fucking uh, red dot ready holster another article uh, talks about aim sports unveils uh, new wraith fire and lock hand guards uh, aim sports uh, is a pretty good um, farms company in my opinion it's not a big name brand like surefire or uh, black uh, safari land whatever the fuck it may be uh, but you know they're not like nc star or utg or whatever they are kind of the you know middle in between they are coming out with a new uh, wraith fire mlock handguard uh, and it does not have a uh, msrp on here uh, but I, if I had to guess, it's probably going to be less than $100. Uh, but AIM, AIM Sports you know, makes some pretty good stuff. So go check that out. Uh, this next thing that I'm going to be talking about is actually a review. Now, I talked earlier uh, in several podcasts about some Walker Silencer Bluetooth rechargeable earbuds that I got. Well, I finally got mine and finally uh, took them to the range and used them. Uh, and they're fucking great. They're amazing. I love it. Uh, what's cool about it is, you know, I can listen to my music or answer a phone call with them still in and have no problem. Uh, something else that I really liked about it uh, is that the little foamies that they come in, uh, they're great at creating a seal around the ear, uh, but they don't hurt. That's something else that I've had issues with previously, uh, like just, you know, music earbuds is that if I keep them in too long, uh, they kind of hurt my ears. Uh, but these little foamies uh, that are in there that you actually stick in your ear, uh, they aren't as rigid, I guess as you could say, as uh, like music earbuds. So that, you know, because they want to be able to create that good um, sound barrier in your ear between the outside noise, then it doesn't hurt because they're, you know, pretty nice and soft. Uh, the re, you know the charge the recharge is great. Uh, I was using it while I was instructing on the range, uh, and I was out there for three days for eight hours a day. Uh, you know I uh, wore them all morning when it was uh, chow time. Uh, put them in the uh, rechargeable base, let them recharge, uh, let them charge during lunch. Took them out during in the afternoon after chow, and uh, plug you know put them right back in connected to my phone and they worked fine. Uh, something else that I really liked is that they have different modes on there. So uh, there's a mode for Bluetooth, there's a mode just for uh, amplifying sound, and there's different ways you amplify sound. Uh, I can't remember like each fucking name of it, but um, you know, it's like amplify bass, amplify pitch, all that kind of stuff. So that way you can hear sounds better. You know, this would be fucking great for hunters. Um, but you know, I was listening to music on mine, and I really liked it because I could, 
you know, listen to the music and turn it down enough to where I could still hear, uh, you know, people on the range if I was standing next to them. Uh, you know, it was it was a good thing. One thing that I will say that I was, it's not that I didn't like about it, because I kind of, you know, figured it out kind of quick and and uh, got it fixed, is that when you're mounting the earbuds back into the uh, charging base, that you have to, like, get them just right, otherwise... Uh, it's not going to charge, and like it's a little magnet system that you know, holds them down in there. Uh, and it, on just one of my, I think it was like the left earbud. Uh, I guess like the magnet system doesn't lock it directly onto the charging pad. So I kind of got like maneuvered around a little bit once I put it in the uh, the charging base uh, to make sure that it's charging. Otherwise, it's just going to you know continuously stay on. Uh, they're you know real easy. You can turn up the volume up and down uh, on the earbuds itself. You can change the modes on the earbuds itself, uh, and it also has an app that you can do all this shit on, which is pretty cool. Um, again, these are you know Bluetooth, so I can listen to music on them. That's super nice, uh, and it's pretty compact. You know, uh, it comes with like a cool little carrying lanyard, uh, and all I did really was just kind of I put it inside my range bag, but I hooked it around one of the utility bags inside my big range bag, so that way uh, they're not like sh you know shuffling around in there, or whatever the fuck. Uh, the MSRP on it is a little high, I will say. MSRP is $299.99. Uh, I ended up getting these for much less uh, just because the uh, silencer Bluetooths, uh, they are being discontinued and they're coming out with a new 2.0. So this is not the new 2.0. This is the older, I guess, 1.0 models. Um, so, uh, you know, pretty fucking cool. I really love them, uh, and you can get the replacement molds uh, and tips uh, for $12.99. So you know if yours gets gunked up or uh, end up, and that's one thing. That's why I'm sorry. Let me say that. That's one thing that I noticed. That's why they were uh, wasn't being placed well inside the charging pad is because like the little mold that hooks into your uh, like little weird ear channels above your ear holes. I guess you'd call them. Um, you know, they started kind of sliding off whenever I was taking them off. Like, so like one would little, you know, edge would pop off and it wasn't perfectly on there. And that's what was preventing the, uh, the earpiece from properly seating inside the charging base. So, you know, it could be, I just have fucking weird ears, who knows? Uh, but that is going to be it for the product gear news and reviews. Let's start getting into the gun culture segment and start wrapping this shit up. For this section of the gun culture, we're going to be talking about a movie that is on Netflix, Inside Man. Now, if you've not seen this, this is kind of an action movie, but it's more of a like a plot twist mystery kind of movie. 
you know, I'm not going to go into great details. If you haven't seen it, I think you should because it is a great fucking movie. Uh, there are some guns in it because this is based around a bank robbery. Uh, and it has uh, some good actors in it. It has Denzel Washington. It has Clive Owen. It has Jodie Foster. Uh, so it is a, it's a really good fucking movie. Star-studded cast. And quick little fun side note is that the actual like uh, police command RV uh, that's in the movie... Uh, my old department actually bought that fucking, I mean, not just one like it, they bought that exact fucking same thing. Uh, so I was actually been in that thing several times, and it's kind of cool. You know, oh shit, you know, Denzel Washington sat fucking right here. That kind of thing. So, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and talk about the, the cool guns that are in this movie. Uh, we're going to be first talking about a Ruger GP100, which is what Clive Owen mainly uses inside the movie. Of course, we have tons of, of blocks because uh, it's based on a bank robbery, so police responding, and this is uh, based in New York, so we have uh, Glock 17s, Glock 19s. Uh, you also have uh, some SIG 226s. Also interesting, you also have a Colt Double Eagle in there, uh, which is something that a uh, New York police officer is using. You also, of course, have uh, Beretta 92FS. Uh, and then when you start looking at the uh, actual SWAT inside, uh, you know, that uh, is in the movie, they have the HK's MP5A3. Uh, and then, of course, the bad guys. Uh, or you think they're bad guys. Uh, a little hint on what the movie's about. Uh, they carry AK-47s uh, inside there. That's what they actually robbed the bank with. Uh, and you also have some SWAT guys carrying an M4A1 carbine. Uh, and you even have some uh, you know, like SWAT snipers surrounding the bank. Uh, they're, use, they're carrying the Remington 700 PSS. Uh, and also you have a Pen Arms L6 rotary launcher. Uh, they end up launching uh, some smoke grenades inside the bank. You know, not a whole lot of gunplay in this movie. Uh, not a whole lot of interesting guns in this movie, uh, except for the Ruger GP100, uh, which is what you see Clive Owen carrying around. But it is a great movie nonetheless. I highly recommend. If you have not seen this movie, check it out. It is streaming on Netflix, and uh, honestly, it's one of my favorite movies just because of the plot twist in it. Uh, when I first saw it, and at the very end, uh, when you see actually what happens, I was like, "Holy shit!" That was a great fucking ending. So, that's going to be it for our gun culture segment. Let's go ahead and start wrapping the show up. Well, ladies and gents, I want to greatly appreciate you again for listening to another episode of the Gun Pop fucking Cramity. Anyway, uh, another episode of the Lifestyle. Um, if you haven't already, check out our social media. We are on Facebook under uh, 2A Lifestyle. That is the number 2A Lifestyle. Uh, on Instagram, we are two spelled out. That is T-W-O-A Lifestyle. And we have a, uh, our own website, uh, 2alifestyle.com. That is the number 2alifestyle.com. Uh, we post articles. We post uh, our podcasts on there. We post... Uh, we even got like a little web, uh, a little uh, e-store on there. You can purchase some apparel. We're going to be hopefully trying to add some more on there, but we do have some things on there already. And also, we have articles uh, regarding what's going on. Uh, articles uh, in regarding you know Kenosha Kyle, uh, 
just all kinds of different stuff. Uh, probably gonna be writing an article about the self-defense insurance, so that way you also know what's going on and just kind of maybe read back over it if you want uh, and what you need to look into. Uh, also, check us out on Patreon. We have a Patreon for you guys to support us if you want to. Uh, even if you support us just as little as $1 a month, it is a great help for the show to make us better, to make us, uh, you know, give better content, uh, to make us, you know, go to things like SHOT Show to where we can give you guys better coverage of what's going on in the firearms industry and the gun community, things like that. So any help that you guys can give us on Patreon, I personally greatly appreciate it. Also, uh, go ahead, join a Second Amendment advocacy group. Uh, we talked about the FPC on there. I think that they are the best gun advocacy group out there right now. Also, join your local state organization. Uh, I am a member of Bama Carry here, which is a great organization in Alabama. Uh, they do uh, some good things here. Uh, they team up with GOA, stuff like that. So check out your local Second Amendment advocate groups as well as the national ones. Uh, you know, check out your pol politicians that are uh, asking for your vote in November. Make sure that they align not only with your values but also your Second Amendment values. Uh, and until then, uh, enjoy the next two weeks. Uh, and actually, I will see you guys next week. Uh, I'm going to be having to swap things up a little bit, change the rotation of the podcast uh, from. Uh, you know, every other week, and it's still gonna be every other week, but gonna be changing it to where I'm doing it next week, and then going every other week after that. So you'll be getting a little extra bonus content in a week. So until then, keep on enjoying the two A lifestyle. <laughs>